I am super excited about the series that will begin next week. We will be talking about saving money on groceries and household cleaners. That's right. It's going to be the Practically Speaking Mom's Guide to Grocery Savings and Time Savings in the Kitchen. I mean, these are my mom hacks for stretching dollars and becoming more efficient with meals. I have packed those episodes that are coming with lots of help for your budget and for your schedule. Everyone is struggling with the cost of rising groceries, and I'm going to help you get more with less. I got a lot of practice at feeding my little army on a shoestring budget. Now that's from my ongoing occasional theme called Lasso Your Life. For you see, Mama, my philosophy is that we want to lasso the parts of our life that take up our time and energy to get around to the important things in life. And what really matters is reaching the heart of our children, nurturing the precious relationships that God has given to us. And, you know, relationships, that is why we're in the middle of a series on guarding and guiding hearts and navigating relationships. Whether you are a single parent or married, there are so many important principles you want to pour into your child about valuing their heart, how to handle romantic love, dating, the meaning of marriage, all important topics that we parents rarely feel we have the time or know-how to tackle. And so it is that I have developed an ongoing occasional series on the Practically Speaking Mom podcast that is specifically designed to get you thinking more about the topic of guiding your child's heart through relationships so that you can be formulating your principles and philosophies in this area of life right now, even if your kids are young. The clearer our philosophy and principles about our child's heart relationships, the better equipped and ready we will be for the intentional moments of instilling wisdom in them regarding these complex topics. And so it's time for another heart to heart about your child's heart in another episode from the ongoing occasional series, Guiding Your Child's Heart. Okay, so for the book that I most recommend for guiding your heart is Lady in Waiting, Becoming God's Best While Waiting for Mr. Right by Jackie Kendall and Debbie Jones. First, I'm just going to read the titles of the chapters because they are so good. Like this book was one of the most impactful as I was probably a middle schooler, an early high schooler when I read this book. It talks about how to be a very fulfilled and fully living woman or girl without having a man by your side. Okay, so the chapter titles are Lady of Reckless Abandonment, Lady of Diligence, Lady of Faith, of virtue, of devotion, of purity, of security, of contentment, of conviction, and patience. Um, And so it goes through all of these. It talks about how to live with reckless abandonment, how to enjoy your life, um, but also how to live fully loving other people and how to be someone of diligence, how, how to do things well. You know, and it's just like Lady of Faith, it teaches you how to live really on fire for God. And it definitely did teach me a lot how how to live on fire. But even like one of the chapters, Lady of Conviction, talks about what a man worth waiting for looks like. And it has a whole list in verses after them talking about what this man should look like um, that you are waiting for. So this man should look like puts the needs of others ahead of his own. And the verse for that is Philippians 2, 3-4. Uh, rejoices in his relationship with Christ. 
maintains proper relationships, refuses to jump ahead of God's timing, seeks to meet the practical needs of others, stands for what is right. It goes through a whole list of what this man should look like. But then the rest of the book goes through how to really live um, contented in your season, whether that's single or dating or whatever your season of life is at this time. You can live fully alive in Christ, whatever else is going on in your relationships. And you don't have to let those emotions define you or your thoughts. And it's just one of my favorite books. This one, um, we have the expanded edition. It includes the journal and study guide. I didn't really use the journal and study guide, (laughs) but that one is... It looks like a really long book. It's actually a really easy read. Like, I think I read it multiple times. And one of my favorite things I think I learned from this book was how... So there's a verse that talks about the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. And this one taught me a lot of how to really enjoy life and be a lady of reckless abandonment. Like, reckless abandonment to God. But also yeah, have a gentle and quiet us? spirit. <laughs> I've been sitting here this whole time. I'm <laughs> yeah, so hello. excited about it. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by that or what they mean by that first one of reckless abandon? Yes. So one of one of the stories in this chapter was about Ruth in the Bible, Ruth and Naomi, how when Ruth um, was following Naomi to this new place. She she like went through a list of things like your people will be my people and your God will be my God. And she was willing to give up everything to live in God's design for her life, where she knew that God's blessing would be upon her. And that well, let's back this up just a little second okay. in case they're not familiar with the story. Okay. So Naomi is Ruth's mother in law, uh-huh. and Naomi's husband died Naomi's sons died therefore Ruth's husband died right and so Ruth says Naomi I'm gonna go with you okay. Ruth was in a time of her life of singlehood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. and her people technically her people were not Jewish if we're really going to get into the biblical history her people, her people were not Jewish they were against the Jews and were following false idols and were not living in God's design for them and so Naomi um, had been teaching Ruth about the God of the Israelites, the the true God that parted the Red Sea and and led his people out of Egypt and, you know, was just so good to his people. And, Na- and Ruth was like, I want to follow that God. And so she went with Naomi when Naomi went back to her homeland. And she gave up everything to not only serve her mother-in-law, but also just to live in God's blessing. And so this is kind of what the Lady of Reckless Abandonment is about, of the first step to becoming God's best is obviously getting in right relationship with God. And we do that through his son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins because we could not save ourselves. And yeah, so that that was really good. Let's just take that into real life for a moment right now. So you spent your high school years pursuing different interests and different development opportunities in you, such as Teen Pact, which is a great way to become Mm -hmm. a good citizen. Mm -hmm. It's in Um, every state. By the way. <laughs> and you got involved in leadership in the youth group. I could list other things too, but the the point is that you've spent this time really diving into life and mm. living it abundantly, yeah. um, stepping out of your comfort zone regularly, saying yes to opportunities, and pursuing things that were really scary sometimes, mm. you know, 
I will also say another part of that. Well, first of all, I was not this crazy superhuman teen that like was fantastic at everything I did. Mm. I was also a very normal who struggled a lot with insecurity. And I like even, I don't know, there was a lot that I struggled with and I was not a perfect teenager by any means. Definitely was disrespectful to my parents a lot. Um, thank you for withstanding that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I wouldn't say you fought a lot, but I mean, we, we had our moments, yeah. you know, we, we still have our moments. We, yeah, we're yeah, both we still human, have our moments. <laughs> and, and that is for sure true. Right. Um, but, and it is actually a really important thing that I'm glad you brought up because yeah, these moms, or if their kids are listening also, if their teens are listening, um, they may hear it and and think it's unrealistic, mm-hmm. but it was step by step that you mm-hmm. got to where yeah. you are today. And you were reading books like this that yeah. influenced your decisions yeah. and influenced your bravery. Yeah. Influenced your initiative. And I think you guys instilling, you, you and dad, instilling that mindset of I am a leader to my peers really made me think about what I do because I will be influencing. And that is... Like, not just because you were part of a ministry. Like, even as a Christian, I will be influencing the people around me. And I have to take that seriously. I have to think about what I do and if it glorifies God or not. And just to be clear, that is a principle we lay out with our kids from a very young age. I mean, you can be in kindergarten and still realize that the choices that you make are going to influence the people around you. Mm. We are all leading one another. Mm. And so we need to lead well. And I do think instilling that concept of leadership in each one of you made a huge difference in how you made decisions and how you carried yourself and the perceptions you had about yourself and preventing you from being as much a follower Mm. And being more okay with being different in a scenario or a situation if it meant that they were going in a direction that wasn't that great. Right. Because we understand that leaders stand out. That's really good. But anyways, what I was going to say, oh my goodness, a while back, (laughs) um, I was going to say that these growth opportunities, one thing that I was most thankful for was, first of all, being surrounded well, not even surrounded, but the people I looked up to were people that were of really good character that I picked out things and then that I was like, I really like that girl's confidence and just looking up to that. And then like even the girls minister at our church, like I really love how much she knows the Bible. And then like just pursuing these people who look like Christ in a very tangible way because it's hard sometimes to see how you should be living and have no idea how to get there. But when there are people who you can be like, oh, like this aspect of them is something I want to be like, like how do they live that out? But also being committed to growth and even in the pain of it, realizing that it's going to be helpful, that it's going to be good, even if I can't see it right now and being committed to doing the right thing, even when it hurts. All right. Well, we actually only talked about the first principle and there's a whole bunch of them in this book. So what else really stood out to you or impacted you? There's a chapter called Lady of Patience. And like I was saying earlier, realizing the beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit as a woman, like I'm very confident, but also always strive to be gentle and quiet in the way that I love other people and the way that I'm surrendered to Christ. Let's let's really talk about that for a second, okay. because you are not a 
quiet person. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> you, you are an outgoing person. I am, yes. Um, so gentle and quiet does not mean... Right. I mean, if, if you put it in context of scripture, then you're looking at a relationship and relationships with one another. Yeah. And we do, even though you like to be loud, even though you <laughs> like to be around people and have a lot yeah. of fun, you also know how to listen. Mm. You also know how to give someone else the spotlight if that's what that other person needs right then. And so that's really what that is about is, um, not gentle and quiet spirit, as in not forcing your agenda, mm. not forcing attention on you when it needs to be somewhere else. Mm. Sometimes attention's on you. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Sometimes it needs to be other places. Mm. And so the ability to be gentle in the way we communicate you know, if we have to tell someone a hard thing, we can do it in a gentle way or we can do it in a harsh, abrasive way mm -hmm. that shuts the other person down, that discourages the other person, that demotivates the other person, mm -hmm. or we can learn to do it in a gentle way. And mm -hmm. so I think our society, the feminist movement in our society has caused a lot of women to be hypersensitive to certain words. Mm -hmm. And so they hear the words gentle and quiet and they are like, oh, sirens are going off right mm. now that, oh, my goodness, don't be teaching girls they have to be quiet. Yeah. And the yeah. fact is, we all need to be a lot of things. We need to be brave. Yeah. And we need to be, at times, a follower. Yeah. We need to be kind and also be able to say the hard things. Yeah. We need to be gentle but also, also resilient uh -huh. and confident. Uh -huh. Yeah. So That's we good. need to be a lot of things. It's not like scripture only says be gentle and quiet. Yeah. That's just one of the aspects yeah. of caring about others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had actually forgotten that that verse, though it taught me a lot, it also made me really insecure about how loud I was for a long time. And I did, I did dial it back some because it was too much <laughs> when I was younger. I didn't know how to temper that. But as I learned from it, I did realize that it wasn't necessarily a volume that the Bible was talking about. It was more like, I I am at peace with my relationship with God. I am at peace in myself. And well, like in the verse in Proverbs 31, it says she laughs at the days to come and doesn't worry about the future. Um, I don't have to worry about the future because I can be gentle and quiet and know how to rest in Christ, even when there's a lot going on. Yeah. Even if you're the one that is right. a lot going on. Yeah. You know, really though. I mean, sometimes. Which is me often. <laughs> which is, I mean, life is, if you're living an abundant life, that's not usually twiddling your thumbs and, and silence. Yeah. Um, Say it, it again. It is also um, being awesome. able to be quiet before the Lord. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we want to push our agenda in place of God's and we need to be able to say, Hey, I'm excited about this, but ultimately I want whatever you want. And so it is almost gentle and quiet is almost an atmosphere of our heart mm. more than wow. anything. Okay. Well, what else in here stood out to you? Oh, the lady of conviction having high standards and not compromising if it's biblical. There are some things that you need to compromise on, like tall, dark, and handsome is different than a godly guy, and sometimes that you need to compromise on that. But if if you have high biblical standards, 
of emotional, mental, and spiritual maturity, then there are some things that you should not compromise on. And just having that conviction and having it be based on the Bible, it was very important for me to learn. Can you give us some specific examples of what you mean by conviction or what it what it is talking about by being a person of conviction? Does that mean whatever your principles are, that you hold those with a steadfastness mm. of spirit? I mean, that's what I think of when I think of a person of conviction. That means that they have identified what matters to them and they're not going to be derailed. Yeah. Is, is that kind of what it's talking about? Yes. So you yourself having integrity and knowing knowing why you do things, having a purpose behind what you do, and then also realizing that a person that you are looking for or looking to date should also have very real reasons uh, why they do things. So always things that I am going to look for is servant-hearted, humble, sacrificial, and how they love others, spirit-led. You know, all of those things you said, if they were not accompanied also by a person of conviction, principles that they're going to hold to in their life, and maybe it's standards they've set for themselves, maybe it is principles in decision-making, but if they don't have that accompanied with those other things you said that that are gentle and servant-minded, like you said, then you might be talking about a passive person. Yeah. And God often does this, that he teaches us and molds us into kind of opposite things at the same time, mm. you know, as, mm. as we mentioned a minute ago. And so that is something that we want to look for in a guy as well, that he would be someone who has a backbone, but is also able to listen yes. and be tender yeah. and um, and serve and be humble. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And lead mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. All, all of it. We, we've all got That's- to be developing these different aspects and characteristics of wholeness is what it yeah. really is. Yeah. That That's I really am good. a healthy and whole person. Mm. Apart from that other person. And then yes. you come together and you make each other better and point each other closer to Christ. There's a couple of things I want to say. First of all, to find that kind of person, you have to be that kind of person. I have friends who are like, I want this great guy. It's totally on fire for Christ and living for God. But then I look at my friend's life and she's like making bad decisions that could be avoided. And I'm like, girl, you're not going to attract that kind of guy who's on fire for Christ if you also are not in that position pursuing Christ with your whole heart. Second of all, if you are committed to your relationship with Christ, you have to date a Christian, okay? You you can't have a relationship, even a flippant one with a non-Christian. And there have been... Whoa, whoa, hold up. That might have really confused them. Okay. So you're talking about a dating relationship? Yes. Okay. You Um, can have friendships with people who are not Christians. That is encouraged. (laughs) You need to have people who you can witness to in your life. But that should not be a romantic relationship. I have had conversations with girls in the last couple months who are like, well, he says he's a Christian, but he doesn't go to church and he doesn't really live like it, but he says he's a Christian, so it's okay, right? Or even girls who are like, he needs a good influence in his life and I'm going to be that good influence. And they're basically saying they're going to evangelize date. But there's a couple things that I've told them when they come to me with these kind of questions. The, the one that is my go-to is there's a verse in the Bible that says, do not be unequally yoked. And if you know about yoke and oxen, 
they, in the old days, they would put a yoke around two oxen and plow the field. But if one oxen was incredibly weaker than the other one, then they would end up going in a circle because the strong one would be going at this faster pace and the weak one, who was really weak, would end up holding it back and they would end up going in a circle and get nothing done. And even when you're in a relationship with a really weak Christian guy who is not going to be a leader, you will end up going in a circle. And to be committed in your relationship with God, you cannot be committed to someone who is not. You can't share the deepest parts of your heart that has been redeemed by Christ with someone who does not understand being a new creation. When we're in a relationship, if husband and wife are in, in a relationship and one of them is spiritually weaker than the other, then when the strong one goes through a valley time, Mm. that weaker one is not able to bolster them up. Mm. And it really, it's just designed to work that both of us are at a hundred percent committed to Christ. Mm. Yeah. If, if we haven't given over all aspects of us to God and said, God, I want your way more than I want my way, because I understand that your way is better. Yeah, I can count on you more than I can count on me. If we haven't mm-hmm. gotten to that place in our lives, then if the person we're dating isn't at that place, then that means that he has areas of his life that are not the best they could be. Mm. They're not at a healthy place yeah. because God always knows better than we do. And as much as I hate to say that you should not date someone who's not a Christian because I have seen friends who are like, oh, but he's so sweet and kind and like awesome. I I hate that I have to give them this advice that that is not a good idea because I have also seen friends who have ended up getting in that relationship. And once they're in it, it is so hard to get your emotions out of that. It's the Holy Spirit and your emotions battling against each other. And if you're in a relationship with someone who you respect who's not a Christian, then they will be telling you against what the Holy Spirit is saying. And you will be pulled apart. It will end up hurting you more in the end than if you just wouldn't get in that original relationship. So I hate to have to give that advice, but it is so important to not do that. I wish we had a lot more time because there's so much more in this book and so much more I want to share with you and to for them to be able to hear your thoughts on. I hope that they've been having their, especially junior high and Mm. high school kids listen to this. And thank you for taking these three weeks to go over these three different books. I will say before we end this podcast and this time together, some of the stuff we did not get fully into. And so know that we are doing our best to pursue Christ in this and glorify God through this. Um, And we love you so much. And let us know if you need anything or, you know, just to chat about this. Thank you, Abby. I'm really glad you added that. So important. And I am really proud of you. Mm, Thank you. (laughs) Okay. My intentional mom friend, your family is God's masterpiece. He designed the special and unique combination of your little tribe. It's an honor to meet with you every week to help equip and encourage you in your worthy journey of being mama to your masterpiece. If this podcast is a blessing to you, won't you please take the time to share it with moms that you know? So share this podcast with a friend and then head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email containing a blog post and podcast 
join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week. Thank you.